Welcome to Real Talk, Real Women, Breaking the Silence Around Abuse. I am Gemma Serenity Gorokov, your host, and today, coming from New Jersey and Colorado, depending at what period of the time of the year, we have Jill Barnett Kaufman. She is a licensed therapist, a divorce coach, an author, and co-parenting expert with over 20 years of experience. And today, we are talking about, I'm getting divorced. Now what? Reframing the meaning of divorce. And that is a reference to the book that you published, which is called, I'm getting divorced. Now what? A guide to navigating divorce with clarity so that you come out stronger. So if you have one thing to do, go on Amazon, get this book right here, right now by Jill Barnett Kaufman. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Amazing. Steele, thank you so much for being here today with us. I really appreciate your presence and never seen your presence. You're really going to help others heal after having healed yourself. I hope to. That's part of why I do what I do. Yeah. Can you a little bit walk us through your journey with a lens of what kind of abuse did you overcome in your life? Absolutely. So um, way back when, <laughs> um, when I was growing up, um, my dad was an alcoholic and my mom and dad had a very bad relationship. Um, you know, as a child, you don't see cause of that. Um, but, you know, there was definitely alcoholism was a factor. And, um, you know, seeing my parents fight like that and, and being in the middle of a very dysfunctional family, um, you, it, it impacts you significantly, you know, um, even though I wasn't really abused by my father, I actually had a good relationship with them. I, I just wanted to get out, you know, as soon as I could. So I'm, you know, when I went to college, I was like the happiest person and I, um, had like the best four years college experience. And then like, um, I didn't really have a close relationship with my parents after that, um, for a while until I grew older. And, um, I think it impacted my view of what a healthy relationship is. And, um, when I met my husband, first husband at the time, um, I didn't think about, you know, what's healthy and what's not healthy and how huge this relation, this, this decision is to, to marry someone. And we were dating for 10 months and, you know, it was comfortable. And, and so we got engaged and we, then we got married and then we had kids and, um, you know, my ex-husband had a tremendous amount of anxiety and, um, that anxiety would come out at me in temper and there was, you know, a, emotional abuse there. And, um, at, in the beginning, I didn't recognize that it was a dysfunctional, you know, because it was how I grew up and I just got into a very similar situation as the situation I was in when I grew up. And, um, at one point I, um, you know, we went to years of marriage counseling and things did improve. Um, but you know, that they, they were never good, but, you know, we had three kids and, um, 
But at one point I was like, I can't stay in this because I just couldn't live my life like that. My parents stayed together until my father died and my mom was never happy, you know, in that situation. And I wasn't happy either. My friends look at pictures of me and they see like we're at a happy event and there's no happiness. You know, I literally was unhappy the, you know, for a, a long period of time and, um, and in a lot of pain. And so when I went through, um, my divorce, my mother said to me, I wish I had the courage that you had. And that like meant so much to me. Um, because it does take courage to get out of a, an abusive relationship. It takes courage to put yourself first in a situation where you know you need to. And um, divorce is one of the scariest, most difficult life experiences. And especially when you're divorcing someone who um, you're a little scared of, you know? Um, and, and that... And it's not, it wasn't really a physical scare, but it was an emotional scare. And there were things that happened after, during the divorce and after that were, that were pretty upsetting too. And, you know, I, 10 years later, I think I'm healed from it all, but it's, I mean, it's a very, um, it's, it's a, it was an opportunity for me to really find out who I was to to heal and to work on things like old things from my childhood that I never worked on. So it, it's really been transformational for me. So your experience of divorce was scary, of course, as for all of us, but pretty quickly you turned it into an opportunity to grow to heal, to transform, to create the life that you think is right for you and for your children. Especially when you were experiencing something that is not ideal at all in your previous marriage that you did not agree on actually after like seriously thinking about it and, and living it long enough to really say, yeah, this is not it. We can do better. Yeah, no, I couldn't, you know, I got to a point where it physically was taking a toll on me. I was, um, I saw these, I had this um, optical migraine. I thought I was um, losing my sight. And, you know, the stress and the, uh, you know, all of the, the things that were going on, I really thought I physically wasn't going to make it if I didn't leave. So I, I got to a point that I didn't feel like I had a choice, you know. I, if I wanted to live, I needed to leave the marriage. And um, it sounds a little bit dramatic, but it I, I really feel like I was at that point. Which is interesting because at some point when we are really faced with a choice of life or death, and we know absolutely perfectly well which one is life, which one is death, this is when we really do not overthink it and we just go for life. Right? Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's worth it. It's important for your children. It's important for, you know, 
everybody. And you have a chance to heal and transform your life as long as you stay alive and you change your circumstances and you change and you address this inner turmoil, emotional pain that is just staying in your heart no matter what until you address it. Right. Absolutely. 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 Yeah. No, there. And, and the amazing thing is when you get to the other side and you're like, how did I live that way? You know, for so long. And, um, you know, it's a rough road to get there, but it's so, so worth it. Definitely is. Absolutely. So do you remember after having been put in front of that choice, feeling that if you stay, you die and, and your entire, you lose your side, you lose, I mean, this is pretty harsh. Or you leave and you don't know how it's going to be, but it's going to be an opportunity. Do you remember at what moment in time your mind went off and says, stop the abuse, I'm not taking that anymore? Yes. I mean, I think it happened over time. Um, but it was the help of a good therapist <laughs> and also knowing what was uh, right and what wasn't right, what was okay. And what wasn't, I didn't know because I had come from a very dysfunctional family. So i really had no idea what was healthy boundary setting, you know, and, and I didn't understand, you know, what was okay in a, a marriage. So um, I allowed things and I do take responsibility for that. I allowed things to happen that I wasn't okay with for many years. Um, and I started to figure out that some of that is not okay. And I also figured out how to communicate better. You know, I didn't know how to communicate. I, you know, immediately was, um, in reactive mode and would withdraw. And, um, you know, so there was a lot of learning on my part. And, you know, I have to say the person I was married to was not all bad, you know, like there were good parts to him. And um, we just, we were very bad together. And when I started changing to be better and he didn't, and I could see that this is not something I can take. Um, that's when the transformation happened. It's so important. Thank you for sharing. You're giving the audience hope that it's possible to see another outcome, that it's possible to actually divorce in a healthy way. And that even if it is scary, not everyone is 100% bad. It's never the case. And no one is 100% good either, but that's okay. Right. right. And then it's a question of, okay, what are you willing to put up with? What are you willing to enjoy? What are you giving in return? And then it's a choice. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it doesn't feel like that when you're going through it because there's one 
there's another person affected by your choice, you know, and that, that impact, you know, depending upon how they are, is going to have an effect on your children and your family going forward. And so you can't control the other person, you know, you can only control yourself. And so you have to decide what you're going to do and you're going to do it and not try to control everything else around you. And just have the faith that you can handle whatever happens going forward. And I did. At the time when I did that, I was like, whatever happens going forward, I'm going to handle and I'll be okay. And um, if you can have that faith in yourself, you can be, you can get through it. That's a beautiful belief in a very uplifting and serving belief that you got there. This is what we shall all follow from you. Like, just try it. I can handle. I can handle it. It's all right. I, I, I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of people who are going through this, and they all end up okay. You know, like, it's amazing how strong people are. And it's amazing how much you can get through. And when, when you're out on the other side, they have amazing, amazing lives. So it's just when you're going through it, it's so um, overwhelming and scary and um, hard, you know? You don't realize that there is this amazing future in front of you. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So I'm getting divorced, now what? That's a very intriguing title because it resonates with this entire I don't know now what what do we do now okay yeah I took the first step out now what and that is a real sincere and scared question that is being asked and naming your book that way that is so genius so genius so how are you helping people navigating divorce with clarity? How are you going about that? So I, I always go back to my experience, right? So when I, um, you know, I wanted the divorce, but I, we were, we were talking about it. You know, he asked me if I was considering it. I was, I said, yes. And, but then he actually came to me and said, you know what? I agree with you. We're going to get divorced. So he actually kind of surprised me because I was actually going to wait a month or two until our son had graduated from high school, our oldest. And um, so he came to me and then I was like, okay, now what? You know, like, what do we do? <laughs> now we're both in agreement. Um, where do we start? So I hired an attorney and I, that's what I thought you did. And he was very upset that I hired an attorney <laughs> and he hired an attorney. And then we were communicating through our attorneys. It, the conflict got so much worse and it, we wasted a ton of money, emotional, you know, time and energy and a heartache really. Um, we, so really what I, what you do and what I help people with is when you first start, you know, you've made that decision, you kind of collect your thoughts, you figure out 
how you're going to go through this process before you hire, you know, an attorney or you file with the courts or you, you know, do anything. You've got to sit with, and I'm a divorce coach, so I can sit with you and kind of think about what your different options are, learn about the process. And, you know, most people are so emotional that they can't think clearly. So they want someone, you know, that's why a lawyer's great. They'll tell you what to do. They want someone to tell them what to do. And you can't have someone tell you what to do because you are the one who has to decide what to do step by step through this process. You are the one to decide how you're going to, you know, out of all the choices, get divorced, how you're going to communicate with your soon-to-be ex, what you want in your life, what you want, what's important to you. So you have to think about all those things before you do anything. And you can't do that when you're on your own or when a lawyer's telling you what to do. You can't, you know? So you need, I mean, I, that's why I do this work. You need somebody to help you decide how you're going to do this, giving you that information. And that's what I do with people. I give them options and I tell them about you know, what their options are. I educate them and I help them decide what's best for them after they really think about it and, and are clear. And that takes a little bit of time to do. It does. It does. Thank you for this clarification because it was a question. I appreciate that. So understanding what it takes to go through the motions of figuring out the next step after the big decision has been made. That is a real process and you're really helping people with that. And I just want to remind our audience that when we are living in fear, in fear response, our thinking mind is shut down. Completely. We are not able to think straight and clearly, which can just respond automatically, spontaneously, aggressively, protectively. I mean, under fear, under stress, we have a real problem is that we don't see it. Right. Exactly. And you can't make these decisions. These are decisions that are going to affect the rest of you and your children's mm -hmm. life. You can't mm -hmm. make those decisions if you're not thinking clearly. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't work. So this is why people like you comes into play to help calm down the amygdala, calm down the stress response, reassure it's all going to be all right, everybody's going to end up okay. Okay, oh great, you'll see about that, what you'll have. <laughs> And, um, and to really think clearly with all the step back that you can have with your exterior point of view on other people's situations. Yeah. I, I, I have a kind of a funny example of this, what we're talking about. It's not funny, but, um, but when you think back to it, so I was feeling that I wasn't getting a fair deal in my divorce, you know? And so I was um, not thinking clearly 
thinking with my amygdala. <laughs> and I, we had a lot of alcohol in this closet that was from our kids' bar mitzvahs that we over the years accumulated. And it was worth, you know, a decent amount. So I literally took boxes of alcohol out of the house and brought it over to my friend's house and asked the, my friend to, to hold it on, hold on to it for me. And because I felt like at least I was going to get something back. Do you know what I mean? Something like the asset. So yeah. you, you took out the asset, which was all those bottles of alcohol. Yeah. It's like, wow. Okay, so this is how you tried to go about it. But it was worth so little compared to everything else that we were talking about. It was ridiculous, you know, and it didn't, it, it was just stupid on my part because I was thinking about, you know, today and how I was feeling today at that moment and not thinking about my long-term goals in the divorce and in my life. And that's what you, you get caught up in these little things that you're, that aren't important. And you need someone to help you take a deep breath, calm down, think through everything, all the emotions, and and think about what's really important. Totally, totally. My now third last and dream husband's a good person. How many times when suddenly I get caught up on something like all worked up, when fear kicks in, you know? just like brings me back down okay i understand that you are feel fear what is that fear about so let's talk about that let this set that and then it's like yeah because there is that and that and, that. and then it's like actually it's nothing actually it's even a lie and i'm afraid of a lie okay and then you completely calm down reframe rename team and then you are able to sing straight again out of fear, out of that, um, yeah, well, uh, out of those negative feelings that can really hit hard, especially when it goes through a divorce, because there is a lot of things with a divorce. There is always a separ the physical separation, and there is that emotional torn apart where you have an entire life with that person, an entire period of life with that person. You know you are affecting yourself and your children and him and all respective families. I would say all stakeholders. And you know that all of all these people are going to go through a hard time because of your decision at one moment in time. I know. I went. I, I was there. I was there. I guarantee you. I know exactly what it is about. But it's like, okay, when you have someone like Jill to help you think through that transition it becomes okay now you can attend your own emotional needs because all the rest is taken care of yeah and you have a you have a path you know you develop a path through the divorce through the stress through the the real tough part to the end goal and if you don't have a path, you don't know where to go. So you need to get that path. And, you know, that it's a, impacting your children, which how emotional is worrying about your children. We all are worried about our children and we don't 
know? Are they going to be okay? And then it's impacting your finances. So that's really hits deep. And, and there's all this fear about finances. So these two areas of your life are like the most, um, you know, stressful things to be, to have uncertainty with. So if you have a path to where you want to go, that makes all the difference in the world. You can, you can breathe and you can think and you can just walk forward in that path. That's really valuable, Jill. I really thank you for the work you have chosen, for that service that you provide, this wisdom that you have collected, acquired through the fire of life, right? <laughs> right. And that you can now distill to your clients, your people, your followers and everything. I'm really, I'm, I'm impressed and I really appreciate everything that you have done so far. Thank you. I, I feel like I get so much from the people I work with because I just see incredible strength in all the people that I work with. So it really is um, a two-way street. <laughs> it is, it is, it is. So we have a few ways to reach out to you. We have divorcecoachjill.com. That is the main website. Info at divorcecoachjill.com. That works too. And we have two free gifts. The free eight guidelines for separated and divorced parents. And the free Facebook group for separation and divorce support community. All the links are in the description. And Jill, if in the future you change your links, please reach back out to me so that we can update them in the description as well. That matters. That yeah. matters. <sighs> right? Thank you what so is, much. Absolutely, and thank you to you. What is one last thought that you want our audience to, to take away from our conversation? I think the um, thought I would like to leave people with is that no matter what you've been through, um, you can learn from it and you can change your life. You Every day you have that opportunity to do things different, to heal and to grow. And, you know, am I perfect right now? Absolutely not. I can, I can grow and heal every day, but I can look back and say, I am such a different person than I was 20 years ago. And I am so thankful for my life every day of my life. And so um, no matter what is going on, there's an opportunity to change your life. This is a absolutely essential thought. Thank you very much for sharing. Thank you for bringing your wisdom to us today. Thank you for having me.